Yo, everybody, welcome to the Shonen Boys podcast. I'm your lovely host, Kaladi J. And with me today, I have my Shonen brother in arms, Porcus D. Dennis. And today, we'll we're be- going to be talking about Green the best Island, baby. Oh, no, it's not. It is Fucking the York, absolute is- best arc. It has the best it. writing. It has the but, best Okay, okay, let's, okay, that's this. It's just the holidays. No, that's this. It's just the holidays. Let's, and, let's get along. It, no, it, let's it, get along. Let's get it, along. It comes after a more disappointing arc that is highlighted by an edgelord and a man who brought a shovel. not argue. Let's get along and not argue. Like, let's just be chill about this arc. It's a good arc. Okay? Uh, yes, Greed Island is a great arc, and I'm so happy that you said that. And it's that, a good and arc. We're gonna be talking I said, I said good. Today, you know we're going to be talking good. about just that. No, I said good. explain no, to you how it is better than the York New Arc with no, its it's mediocre He's conflict. He's a fucking idiot. He's an of edgelord and shovels. Like, really? He, he wants, like, an exposition dump arc. Over an amazing noir style arc like York New. He wants to just shit on that arc, even though it was amazing, because he just doesn't understand or empathize with characters like Karapika. Like, that's the thing, guys. He's, he's just an emotionless robot. But doesn't it say how bad an arc is if its entire highlight is that a guy. That's not a you, bro! York New is a fan favorite! I don't see anyone clamoring for Greed Island. People hate Greed Island! Well, people I mean, not hate. Love, more, more people, like it's they divisive. don't hate Greed Island. They just simply they misunderstand divisive. Greed Island. Just like you misunderstand Leorio, Usopp, and York New City. What's that? Huh? Oh, uh, no, I was just joking, but not really. I was just like saying like how you misunderstand Leorio, Usopp, and York New City. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Leorio got drunk. Uh, end of conversation. I like how I like how you diss Leorio, even though he's like the most loyal friend. Like, Karapika wasn't there in the time. Okay, we're not going to spoil. We're going to keep it to ourselves. But Leorio is a great friend. Like, you and Emily dog on him for no reason, even though he's always been there for going. Like, he tries his goddamn best. Like, he's not the strongest, but he just wants to help people and be a fucking doctor. And he's, like, the only... Like I said in the first freaking episode, he's the only thing close to being a hero, bro. Like, yeah. why do you diss on the man for what? For, like, mistakes How he's many done? times when has Leorio saved Gon's life? Too? I'm huh? asking you. How many times has Leorio saved Gon's life? Didn't he tell Jing to be a better fucking father and punch him in the face for not being a good father? Great like, moment. Leor- did he save Gon's life? He's not a freaking superhuman! What is wrong with you? You know who saved Gon's life more times than Le- Leorio? Hisoka. End of discussion. Moving on. Even though he's going to try to choke the shit out of Gon. With its wonderful you know hands, its wonderful cast, and... We're going to also explain like how amazingly it transfers sim. into the best, one of the oh best God. masterpieces of, uh, uh, which and is with us art. today, we have, and this cool, is the best, we have position. a cool cat, Emily, <laughs> nope, Dennis, Porgus D. Dennis's lady friend. What's up? I, I should have known that this is what I was going to be walking into. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, I was simply that's explaining best. how. No, he was still art. dissing York new. He was still dissing York new. <laughs> Hey, please, uh, uh, please hear out, out, out my point point of view, and then uh, and then you can discuss with me as much as you like. Okay, you know, I'd rather discuss, not. I'd rather not. Can we just start? With I, the I believe art, that this can we just art start with the is art? beautiful, and it is much more. Uh, it's better constructed than an arc that is highlighted by a, a guy carrying a shovel around. 
It's and a fucking training arc. That's what Green Island is. It's a training arc. With the Stop greatest, the best thing ever. With the greatest co-op takedown in the show, arguably. Even though York knew had a great strategy done by Leori on Karapika to take down Krolo. They, they could have killed him. They literally could have killed Krolo after that awesome plan. And you're saying, like, what did Leoria do to save them? Well, he helped He helped with the plan against Krolo. If they didn't capture Krolo, who knows what happens in Golden Kilo. So there, take that! Literally, they go, uh, uh, Hisaka, I'm, Leorio has helped them. You say Anyways. Hisaka did a good job? Yeah, he Because did. we keep on going back and forth with Hisaka and Leorio. And it's just getting tiring. I'm having a fucking migraine. It's almost the holidays. <laughs> I just got back from final exams, and I just want to chill with my friends my buddies on this podcast episode but my bro is just being mean he's he's being an abuser what an asshole now now that you've calmed down we can discuss the wonderful villains in this arc and how it is a perfect segue to the ultimate climax of the show would you agree with me there i i guess it's like I said, like if I'm being real for a second, not like going into the arguments, I, I do like Greed Island. Like, I, I was gonna just for fun, I was just gonna like say some ne- like just like fake negative stuff just to like piss you off and to, out of spite for you know just hating on your view. But opinions be opinions, but I actually generally do like this arc. I mean, it's not my favorite, but it's a cool arc. It's like how I treated Skypea, where I'm like. Yeah, it's not the best arc, but it's a really good arc. And rewatching it again, I, I've grown more positive by it. Oh, granted, I still have my negatives, but it's a good arc. Emily, what is your opinion of this arc? And uh, you should tread carefully. <laughs> Stop pulling your girlfriend, bro. <laughs> oh, well, she's dead, so. Emily, Emily. Oh, man. Well. Oh. Oh yeah, there you are. Yeah. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't know what happened now. Anyways, I was just gonna say, uh, Greed Island. It's all right. I've never <laughs> hated an arc at all over the course of watching Hunter Hunter, and I still. I don't hate this at all. It's just lowest on my tier rank guess. <laughs> yeah, same. Me and Emily have the same wavelength today. Lower, lower. Wait, so it's below um, meeting the Zoldic family? Yes. I like the Zoldics. Yeah, me too. Dennis was like, he was just like, eh, during the whole Zoldic podcast episode. It's not yeah. true. I, you... I enjoyed the talk that uh, Kila happened with his dad. but um... no. I thought you said like the, the dad was an asshole. I mean, like he secretly is, but... I was like saying like, oh man, that's such a sweet scene. But then you have the scene where he's like, yeah, but oh he's yeah, also master manipulator. Yeah, I know, but I still like that dad scene because you think like if just I like Tagashi's writing, like he just pulls us in with like a false sense of security. That, that was cool. I like that. But anyway, back to Greed Island. Yeah. Um. Well, it's just I feel like even as just like a training arc, it's just so well constructed, you know. And also, uh, we just see uh, a little bit of fan troop, troop, uh, phantom troop action there anyway, even though, you know, it's kind of like leaks over. And, uh, uh, you know, who can say no to extra Hisoka screen time? In my opinion, that was uh, a huge highlight of the arc. 
So your huge highlight was like when he was staring at Gon and Kilo's asses. That's the man you look up to. So yeah, let that sink in. Better father than a certain uh, Jing. Oh my gosh! Can we not get into that today? We just Emily. That's the thing. Like you know, okay, guys. Let me let me make this clear. Our audience, our beautiful audience. Even though I yell at Dennis and I yell at Emily, I respect their opinions. I mean, I understand. I mean, like I like I can like let them have their own opinions because they're my buddies, and you know, it's okay to have different opinions. So be nice to each other. Even if you yell at each other, even if you yell at your friends, don't be mean to them. Respect their opinion. You know, just just wanted to leave it at that before we get. I find it really funny that you say that because you guys were literally yelling at each other when I joined on. (laughs) Well, because like that's instinct. Like a friend, like if like when you're passionate about a show, you're gonna be like defensive, you know, but not in like a sensitive way. More like um, you just love the show. I mean, that's it it depends on who you're arguing with. (laughs) That's true, but like I love the show. Me and Dennis both love the show. Like we love it so much, we get like in debates and passionate arguments about it but yeah no i respect i mean like i respect dennis and emily's opinions even if i don't agree with them so yeah guys be nice to each other even if you yell don't don't say mean things to each other okay okay i wasn't planning on it don't worry <laughs> no not you emily i'm talking to the audience because there are <laughs> there are some really interesting fan bases out there real <laughs> yeah for real for real but yeah emily what do you think of the arc like like going into like some of the stuff in it okay um so i will agree with dennis on the fact that hisuka was very much showcased in this arc um mm-hmm. phantom troop and greed island are probably uh his best arcs you have the volleyball, not the volleyball scene, the dodgeball scene. You have, <laughs> you have volleyball. Hisuka's interactions with Bisky. Like it's it's so fun, but also really interesting. Like like you were mentioning Injira, I don't condone how he looks at uh, Gon and Kilua, but you know no, it's yeah. classic Hisuka behavior. Yeah, yeah. And I don't want to start an argument, but like. I like how Dennis gives Leorio shit, but like, like for being like one perverted scene that it's not even that bad, like for real. But then like he just like he just rolls over and just like looks away. He just doesn't point out like he's like staring at Golden Kilo's asses, which is like way worse than whatever Leorio did in like oh, Dennis's I, mind. I know the reason for that. Two words. What's Pretty up? privilege. Cool. What? Pretty privilege. Pretty privilege. Oh yeah, pretty privilege. Hot people I get away with anything. <laughs> Leorio's cool. He 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 has like Is that he cool. Hot though? No. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> That's subjective. Like you can find anything hot and like you know. Okay, well, do you okay, let's let's put it to the test. Do you find uh Genthru hot? <laughs> mm. Mm. Yeah, I um mm. <laughs> Get through. Mm. I mean, mm. I think yeah, that's a that's a acquired yeah, resounding yes. Actually, I, I, I mean, I, I guess know. that's why everyone ignores the fact that he blew up a bunch of people for no reason. Um, no, oh, I yeah. hate Genthru. I fucking hate that guy. He's like the worst version of like Krollo, like as a villain. Actually, no, that's mean. 
like he's like a worse version of Ryoshi Kage Kira from JoJo's Bizarre Adventures to all you JoJo fans out there. Uh, would you say that this arc sort of uh, reminds you of Yu-Gi-Oh as a massive Yu-Gi-Oh fan yourself, Ajira? I'm not like a massive Yu-Gi-Oh fan. I just got into the series and I just did some cool, like some drawings of it. I, I don't want to stroke my ego. I, I'm just saying, like, I'm just proud of some of the drawings I I did for Yu-Gi-Oh because Yu-Gi-Oh has uh, some. Like... going to be selling it on his Patreon. Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, Yu-Gi-Oh is cool, and you know what? I uh, the thing is, like, okay, here's like my negatives of the arc. It's just. I don't like the exposition, like the lot of information we get about the rules of the game. I'd rather just just like see the characters in action than just like hear them say, oh, this is what they do in the game. Here's what the rules are. Number one, number two, number three, number four. Like I want to see it in action, you know? I don't mind exposition. Like the, like Hunter x Hunter has some exposition moments that I really enjoy. So like I don't mind it, but I don't know. In this arc, it just felt a bit bloated in my opinion. Mm, personally i think it was just enough because as someone who hasn't watched shows like Yu-Gi-Oh, i like i know generally how card games work but it was kind of good for me to have that explanation and for me like i'm used to it in hunter hunter because you have all the explanations of things like nen and those Mm -hmm. are a lot more complicated and difficult to understand than the card game on greed island so i think that they did a relatively good job explaining it there. No, no, I'm not saying they did, like, a poor job. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. It's just a personal thing. Like, the game itself is really cool, and I like how we just got, like, a fucking Sakai in Hunter x Hunter, <laughs> literally Sword Art Online. I, I don't know what Sword Art Online. I, that's, like, the first game. Because, like, that Sword Art Online's like, the whole... Oh, you're trapped in the you're trapped in the game world, and if you die in the game, you die in real life. Like that sort of thing. I don't know. I don't. I don't care about Star Online. I was just using it. Yeah. But anyways, that's how Jira makes enemies. <laughs> that's how I make what enemies, dude. Oh no, Star Online is like one of the most hated animes. Like it's like one of the most controversial animes out there. So yeah, I mean you have enemies for this in um your community, <laughs> so yeah, there you go. <laughs> Me. Yeah. yeah, your girlfriend hates you, bro. How do you feel about that? <laughs> Um, you know, uh, I respect uh, that she uh, has her incorrect opinions, and I will hold to the of a truth that is in my heart. Real. Anyways, talking about other anime that this arc reminds me of, after watching most of One Piece, I have to say that the idea of Jing kind of like leading everyone off and being the one to start it kind of reminds me of how uh you know gold d roger hid the one piece and is like yo go find it <laughs> except that what if gold d roger was an asshole who didn't care about his son at all really oh uh, you know and what i mean well i know Loki, i know what you Loki, mean. I, Loki, I know what you mean. <laughs> not really i mean uh, we'll get we'll get into the gold d roger that's, stuff that's way off that's, topic that's that's, that's we're going way off topic. podcast <laughs> Yeah, yeah, save it for a different podcast, Emily. Come on. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah, I mean, okay, let's talk about another negative. Like, just to get the negatives out of the way, so we can talk about positives. Oh, I can't wait. To I didn't. I did not like. I did not like Genthru. He is very boring. The only uh, redeeming quality about him was that, I guess, uh, I liked how 
he did care about his his friends, his two goons, I guess. <laughs> and like he was a threatening villain, except like he just wasn't interesting. Crollo was interesting, like how he was basically like a puppet master. Like, okay, he did care about the troops, I know that, but like the scene, like where the Mozart, the whole scene, like where he's just like 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 in, like an orchestra like a composer like letting everything go into place like where the troop is just going fucking bananas killing everybody that scene was amazing genthrup does not get someone like that See, he didn't even need to he didn't need to but like he didn't even get like a really really cool moment you know I don't know. See, but I I love multifaceted villains. I love villains with depth. And like uh as much as you call um Crollo a puppet master, at the end of the day, uh where he was born is what ultimately drove him to be what he is. But um but I think that one like I feel like not every villain has to follow that uh cookie cutter of having um uh, of having a lot of depth. I feel like sometimes it's good to have just because some people just even even if like they're born into the right environment they're just they're still like evil like prevalent right you know so yeah, and yeah. i feel like it's fine to have a villain that doesn't have like some deep dark reason to be uh, all twisted and everything i think it's fine to have just a simple villain and um i think having that and greed island specifically worked out really well for what the arc was no, you see, there, I agree with you, because, like, I love characters like Frieza. Like, Frieza was, like, the most non-sympathetic villain you'll ever have. Like, he was a straight-up monster. He, like, he killed races. Like, he was a monster. He had no good reason for why he was doing this, except that he could. I love that kind of villain, but Genther just was kind of pathetic in my opinion like okay i don't mind i don't i don't like mind his character i don't like really really hate him it's just that like i just feel nothing about him compared to crollo really uh, but at honest. the same time this arc was more of a a segue training arc and um it i feel like adding a simple villain was just to add some sort of dynamic or, or and like and like having like uh it be a card game kind of just gave it like a this lighthearted and fun twist to unusual training arc that can be kind of boring and uh, and such so um i don't think that having like it's fine to have a bland villain when that's not the ultimate purpose of the arc yeah and i get that i don't mind bland. Sorry. Are you, I'm, I'm sorry dennis are you saying that you also agree that ginter is bland <laughs> i agree that genfruit is bland but i don't think that that <laughs> takes away from the arc in itself. I believe mm -hmm. that uh, the, the purpose that the arc is functioning is more of a transitional function rather than being a central like plot development function because in this arc, you meet a character, uh, you meet Bisky, who is training Gon and Kilua to uh, uh, be, to like better control their Nen and stuff. And you don't need some high tier, like masterclass uh, villain in this arc in order to uh you know spice things up you want you want them to actually train and then you create a sort of like a a foil villain that we can like compare against like because in the beginning Genthru would body like kill and gun but like after like and we see the same thing with like benult like it's like a very just kind of like lazy backstory for like uh, a minor like antagonist 
oh, uh, he got beat up for returning a purse. Um, you know, and that's just not that deep, you know, but it's just there to, sh to show that, oh, they are training, oh, they are getting stronger. It's a segue, uh, a segue arc, it's a training arc, and it was done exceptionally well, and it had, uh, it was fun to watch, and that doesn't uh, necessarily mean that we need the deep villains in this arc to uh, showcase their progress. Once well, again, I, sorry, Emily, you go. <laughs> sorry. Um, no, you're fine. I was going to say, I agree that, like, not every arc needs a villain that has a lot of depth, and I think that that's why, Ajira, you aren't as connected to him as you are with Corolla because he's not a main character. And if they gave every single villain in the story a deep backstory, then there would be too much connection, and you're not supposed to be connected to a character that only lasts, like, one arc. Right, so well, I let think me this... sorry, keep going, sorry. So I think that part is fine, and also for Dennis, um, you said yourself the training arc. It's a transitional arc. It's not like Chimera Ant. It's not like uh, York New City. So why is it one of your favorites if it doesn't have I... a lot of pivotal moments? Exactly. I, <laughs> it's one of my favorites because it does a transition like that transition training exceptionally well i feel like a lot of a lot of shows they kind of just kind of like glance over it or they kind of just make it boring and it's just like them learning like a new special like technique but i feel like this one had like it had like kind of like there's obviously some like suspense with like the villains and whatnot but it also had like the fun thing where you where there was like a whole like card game mechanic where it felt like you were just like it felt like you were out of a show, but you were in the show at the same time. And I think it was really entertaining for what it was. And for uh, in comparison to Segway arcs uh, in other shows, I feel like it's on a, it's on a whole different like level. And it's really enjoyable to rewatch and stuff like that because there's just these certain key moments that you just like really enjoy in in the transitional arc. Whereas in other like anime and shows, like those like transitional points, people just kind of like they kind of glance through i think is there anime is there sorry any anime anime in mind that you have to sort of like contrast with this training arc i will have to think of one before i give you a specific answer because i don't okay. want to like just list uh just like an offshoot example that mm -hmm. um, i've not fully uh connected with right now Okay. But like, uh, yeah, sorry. Um, so I just wanted to quickly just say to, to Emily and to Dennis, once again, I don't mind, like, I don't need, like, every villain to be deep. I, I, I want to get that out of the way. I don't mind those kinds of villains who are just, like, there. I, I, I don't know. Like, I just like characters with, like, gusto and, like, personality. Like, they don't have to be, like, a deep character. So, like, for example, I like characters like the Riddler, the Riddler, or... I'm trying to think of another like minor villain like that like had a lot of like energy to them. Like think of yeah, think of like the Riddler or give me some yeah characters like the Riddler who are just like fun. Like they they he's so eccentric, but he's not like necessarily a deep character. Depends on which incarnation in the comics, because yeah, it's it's like that. But yeah, no, I I like characters who just have like a fun personality. Like for example. And I know he's not a bad guy, but, like, he was an antagonist, though. Like, characters... And before we got his backstory. Like, characters like uh, Seto Kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh! Who was, like, in main antagonist in the first arc. 
Like, we didn't know that much about him. He was just some eccentric, like, rich asshole who just basically was just rude to Yugi. And I'm going off of the anime, not the manga. I know anime and manga are different. I've just been... I just like how he's such an asshole and, like, he just doesn't care. He just he's just doing these petty things because he can. And I again, this is like I'm going off of the first arc because I'm having a hard time like thinking of a Nick, another character, another villain character that you guys have like goes to because I can name some others, but I don't think you guys will know. But anyways, yeah, I just like characters like freaking like Riddler or Kaiba who are just eccentric and just steal the show even if they're not necessarily deep. Mine are like if they don't like have the gusto then. I, I get through is like not the worst thing in the arc. It's whenever we finish. Um, again, through is like not the worst character. He's like one of my few negatives in this. Sorry, I like how, even though it's not like York New or Chimera, I like how it's a little bit more chill and like it explores more of Kilowa and Gon's like friendship. Tulsa, so was their their friendship but the reason why i like york new a little bit more and emily thank you so much for reminding me last, last episode about this moment because i forgot to talk about it we just <laughs> get to see more of the main cast interacting with each other like for example and exploring more of their personalities and dennis before you yell at me can i let, let me finish like let me just say like one thing about my boy leorio so like i sorry, said sorry i'm warming up my vocal cords so don't worry okay so like i said like I just like return. Okay, and we didn't get to talk about this, so I just want to make this quick. So I just like how we got to see the group again in York New, and just got to see them interact with each other, just have fun, and like basically, I like the Leorio and Karapika's plan. Like when Leorio is distracting the Phantom Troop by just yelling, by just pretending to be some random citizen, like getting the troop distracted and telling Gon what time like the lights would go off, like by like in secret without them knowing and i love that a lot and like it's just even though he wasn't able to save going or kilo he was able to get crollo and i was able to get the traits rolling and another scene i just like is just the scene with gone just saying Kropika. i crappy with gone kilo and leorio saying Kropika will bind the chains and if we ever like expose your secret the chains could kill us it's screwed up but it was very sweet to just see how much their friendship grew because like we don't really have those team we don't really see them all interact with each other that much in other arcs besides the exam and chimera because like they all go their separate ra- ways before um the last arc but also like just one final scene um i really love the scene with melody and leoria like the scene where basically Melody tells him that he has the most soft heart, like the most soft beat. Kind of, uh, I forgot how she was saying it, but she she just said she has like a nice rhythm, nice melody. Like it's a really soft and kind heart. And that was like really sweet because Leora is it's a, it's a good boy. He's a good guy. He's not perfect, but he's a good guy. And he's because like it was like in response, like when Leorio was basically saying like, hey, could you look out for Kropika? He's he's like uh, he's usually responsible, but he can sometimes let himself like let himself like go too far sometimes. And Melody was like, "Yeah, sure." I don't know. Moments like that just make me just appreciate characters like Leorio, the Everyman, and just makes me appreciate him and Karapika's friendship and overall the group's friendship. So, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. So, yeah. But once again, Greed Island. Going back to that <laughs> because I didn't get to talk about it last episode because we had to rush some stuff. But yeah, I just wanted to gush about that arc. 
and yeah, the Greed Island, cool arc. And just to say, um, yeah, Hizuka is cool in this arc. Dennis, I may crap on you for your Hizuka fetish, but Hizuka is a great villain. I mean, a great, he, oh, he's a great antagonist. Like, I love how he can go from choking the shit out, going to helping going in the dodgeball stuff. Like, he's so cool. Also, also, I'd like to remind you of when he uh, gave Gon back the badge in uh, during the exam. Also, I think uh, an interesting moment for Hisoka as well, because uh, Gon would have died uh, initially from the blow dart, uh, from a blow dart man that was stalking him the whole time, right? But uh, Hisoka also helped him there, too. Well, you yeah. know, it's because of his ulterior motives. <laughs> it is. Exactly. Yeah, and, uh, and, uh, you know, um, as I remember, they, uh, they said in Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, the opposite of love is, uh, just no emotions towards, uh, whatsoever, and I think, uh, Jing has shown that, and, you know, Hisoka has shown some care, uh, even in his, uh, twist itself. But it's better. It's better than Gon's father. <laughs> Dennis, it scares me sometimes that you actually think that he's a better. He's a great father for Gon. It that actually scares me. You scare me. I'm, not, see, I'm not seeing he's he's a great father. I'm just he's a better father. Than I'm, I'm just kidding, bro. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. You know, bro, I just love on you, the comparison. You're my Nakama. I'm just kidding. But seriously, though, stop with your fetish. But let's talk about <laughs> another great character, Biscuit. Biscuit's and cool. also, one of the best Nen abilities in the show, arguably. That could be oh a my gosh, modern day I life. Love Bisky. I love her so much. <laughs> she reminds now, me imagine of a... having Sorry. her Nen ability now, today. You know, you're a stressed college student, and, you know, and, and you're running on low sleep. 30 minutes is all you need, and you're backing 100%. Isn't that awesome? That does sound awesome. But yeah, Biscuit is a really great character. At first, I thought she was going to be like an annoying Cinderay girl. Because like, I didn't know about her age. Like This was before, <laughs> right? And then like when she reveals that she's actually 57 years old, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, this is anime, bro. And like, and like she, and her mentorship and relationship with like Hilo and Gon really reminds me of um, Tagashi's uh, other character Genkai from his other works. You, his like his like first series, Yu Yu Show. You better watch that, kids, because that was the first. That was his first creation before Hunter x Hunter, and you can see the parallels between them. But yeah, she reminds me a lot of Genkai in the sense like they're both strict, but they both have really great hearts and they look after their students. And like they have like a familial bond with them. I, that's why I just really like biscuit, biscuit for that, really. So yeah, I think it's really funny, like looking at her age and how she acts. Like that made it even better. Like giving that vibe to an older character and making her fun and not like a stick in the mud. I guess. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, that's yeah. Sorry. Keep going. Yeah. It's just it was really fun to see. Her dynamic and she always like there's always one character in the anime who's like old and experienced and is really like a soft softy at heart but she uh trains the kids strictly like it reminds me of dadan in one piece when she's helping luffy and ace and sabo like she says oh like i don't care but you know deep down she really does yeah i like i like when like a main shonen 
uh, character has like a female mentor. Cause like, okay, I know it's not like, it's not like the, okay, I just like that cut really. Cause like mostly you'll have like the main shonen with like an older perverted mentor, but like, no, no, no. I like how with Tagashi, like he include he gives like the female characters some spotlight. It's, it's nice. I, I like that. And um, yeah, it's just cool to see a cool old experienced character like Biscuit, who is very swole, by the way, <laughs> like, <laughs> love her. Like when she reveals her muscle form, I was dying, man. <laughs> One of my favorite just... moments in that arc. <laughs> that, that mine too. Like it was just so satisfying. <laughs> like, did I really feel sorry for the guy? Mm, almost, but not really, because he he had that coming. So yeah. Um, how did you feel about um the side side cast, uh, otherwise known as Siskara and Company? who were initially the ones that brought them on board, and then uh, Gon and Kila, after, like, I don't know, a couple weeks, were able to surpass them easily in terms of uh, Nen control. <laughs> Just, mm, I like them. They're not, like, remarkable characters, but I like them. I feel like that happens a lot in Shonen. Like, there's always a character that starts out thinking he's the boss, and then he just gets demolished. Like, no offense to uh, Wing and his little pupil but that always happens it's like they're good but there's always going to be like one special character like the main character who's going to surpass them and i feel bad for them but it's like they're crucial in helping train the I, main characters i think right. that there's i i well there's definitely more potential to wang and i'm i kind of want to see uh, it would be kind of just funny to see him like oh for uh, sure i i miss wing a lot i really wish he had a bigger part in the anime like, yeah. yeah i i wish he did i mean i'm not buying tooth and nail for him to come back but it would be nice to see him again yeah how terrible of you to not fight tooth and nail for every character <laughs> you don't fight for hezaka i mean you don't fight for leori i don't know why i keep mixing them up what's wrong with me <laughs> you know it just sounds to me like you know they they have a similar uh similar benefit no, 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 no we're not we're not getting into that i am already dehydrated not like exhausted from my six hour drive so we're not doing this no you're so but quick to show your weaknesses because i i'm literally because you don't understand you live <laughs> right next to your place because you go to you know what Whatever, you, you go to Maryland College and I live in Pittsburgh. You don't understand my struggles, bruh. Struggle is real for me, bruh. Anyways, uh <laughs> You say yeah, this... you say six hour drive, mine is an eight hour drive. You're you're a soldier. Uh, I am. Even though I don't drive it myself. I will next year. But for now I'm gonna act like this is my struggle. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're first, I'm second, and Dennis is dead last, like he should be. Oh. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna walk over to your house and arm wrestle you right now. <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> Such a Napoleon complex. Um. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah, this arc. Okay, let's talk about what else happened in this arc besides. Okay, let's go further into detail about the volleyball uh, fight. The volleyball. Really cool. Okay, let's talk first. I about mean, volleyball. Dodgeball. Emily said volleyball, and that's my just, bad. My bad. Right. <laughs> let's right. let's first just... talk about uh, the Safrabi Pirates and um, just how interesting their dynamic was in comparison to Razor, uh, who's the game master. I just found it so interesting that like 
all of them were like convicted criminals that were just you know kept there to sort of like entertain this game which just made like it seem all the more twisted you know um especially with the fact that like uh anyone like uh some of the games involved them getting like seriously hurt and um like yeah and then one of them just uh literally got decapitated you know and i understand they're like convicted criminals and all but at the same time it just seems like it seems like a, a twisted paradise to stay at for the rest of your life. You kind of uh, sound like a... Sorry, Emily, you go. No, you go. You, you've been doing this the whole time. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I want you to talk because, like, I've been talking a lot during this episode. I want to give you your spotlight. It's all right. It, it's just kind of looking at it from an entertainment perspective. I know this is going to sound harsh, but it's like if that kind of thing is going to happen to someone who better than to do it to a criminal, I guess. It's like when you think about how gladiators used to fight animals and things like that, they would always have convicted criminals be the ones in the ring with the animals. So it kind of mimics that idea, I guess. No, that's actually a really good point. Yeah, that's actually a really great point, Emily. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, yeah, Dennis, you're kind of acting like me when I expected – a little bit of decency from the fan and troop like okay i was expecting decency it's like the whole when the when the black guy got his like next lens when the black guy got his like uh when he got sliced up by nobunaga i was just like what was the point of killing him he literally gave them all the information they needed his death was like very unnecessary like that like then you're then you were getting on my case saying like a juror they're convicted criminals then i'm like i know but like what the heck (laughs) like he gave them everything like i don't know like it's like that kind of thing but anyways yeah emily had a has a good point because like how i feel about razor since he's like the true antagonist of this arc again through wishes um (laughs) yeah like he he's a really great he's a really great character honestly he's very interesting and yeah it's yeah i agree with you dennis that it's kind of fucked up but yeah i mean again like emily said who better to take that punishment than criminals who probably did worse on, on that note i will take a, a five minute leave uh due to an unexpected uh event or and um i you can use this time to bash the arc to your heart's success <laughs> i will be back soon okay bye all right, all right. the it's timer starts me. now ajira go three two one let's go uh so training arc enough said Training arc could never be my favorite arc. <laughs> Not even when you have a masterpiece like Hunter x Hunter. Training arcs are just bad. They're bad. I'm being sarcastic, by the way, Chad. Don't hate. Don't hate me. Oh uh, yeah, they're bad. <laughs> they're terrible. They're poo poo garbage. They're. <laughs> I'm such a child. Yeah, they're they're, they're just they're just uh they're bad. I hate. Okay, okay, arcs. okay. In your opinion, which training arc is better, Heaven's Arena? Or Greed Island. Wow, Adam. That's, <laughs> I, I actually didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh my god. Uh-huh. You know, despite the shit I give Genthru, he's a lot better than um uh what what insult did I give that one guy? Uh ba- that Beyblade stupid villain. <laughs> Genthru's I knew, way I better. I knew you were going to bring that guy up. <laughs> He's just so boring. At least at least Green Highland had Razor. Razor's okay. so cool. I think everyone remembers that guy because he was so 
terrible. But there was that one guy that Hisuka fought. I forget his name, but he was the only one that ever gave Hisuka like a mild challenge in the arena, right? I think I know. Forget his name, yeah. But that was kind of interesting to see him struggle a little bit when it's like at that point in the anime, you'd never see him struggle at all. Uh, oh, Castro. Castro. Yeah, Castro. That was a really cool fight. I wish Castro survived so we can see more of him, but I don't know. Like, right. Yeah, it's like the point of the jobber. They're supposed to get killed so we can see how strong the other main opponent that we follow is. I get that. I know. But I don't know. Like, you know, it's just kind of wasted potential sometimes, you know? <laughs> Me when Kite died. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that soon. Oh, uh, s- spoiler alert, I guess, for yeah. anyone that hasn't gotten that far. My bad. <laughs> I mean, like, this is a Hunter x Hunter podcast. Like, you have to have seen the series. Like, we, we me and Dennis have referenced stuff that happens in the future. I mean, I think so. I, I, I would have to go back to that episode, actually. <laughs> oh, I mean, we've talked about Chimera Ant, but I don't know if we've really spoiled any of it at this point. That's true. Honestly. I feel like I'm the worst with unintentional spoilers. I feel kind of mm. bad about that. Like, you just, like, spoil by accident? <laughs> yeah, I think I almost did that once with the scene in My Hero, or I did do that. Uh, I won't talk about it because, you know, it's a pretty recent update to the show. But... Yeah, <laughs> but I can spoil My Hero because I'm, I'm up to date on the manga, so... <laughs> but with me and spoilers, I hate people who spoil... Like, like, just not by accident, but like, like intentionally, like they just want to spoil for the hell of it by putting it mm-hmm. in memes and can't just leave you alone. Like JoJo fans, JoJo fans are like really fun, but like the annoying thing about them is they like spread their spoilers through memes. And then like some people are like, oh, why don't you, why do you look for those memes? And then I'm like, I don't, they literally show up on my timeline when I'm not looking for them. Like I'm just looking at the anime, but somehow the manga panels because people like to send those manga panels to spoil me and it's just annoying and then people in the comments of like anime scenes i'm watching right they spoil for no freaking reason like for real it's an anime it hasn't adapted to your favorite scene yet man why why you gotta be like that man that happened to me with attack on titan on tiktok um maybe like two years ago when i had started finishing season three um there is a, a pretty significant death, several actually, that got spoiled for me. It made me really sad, so I read the the manga ahead of time before the ending came out. But, you know, I was, I just, I was like, why did you do this? I literally attacked someone who spoiled it because I was so mad. Dude, when I, yeah, I feel that. Like, spoil it. Okay, you know, speaking of, uh, going back to JoJo's, like, I was posting this really, really, like, um, this, like, uh, this post, right, about, like, one of the characters in part three. I was just talking about part three, but then this asshole decides to just spoil part, part, like, six, and then I'm just so pissed off, and then, and then he just spoils, like, something from part six, and I had to mute his ass, because, like, he cannot shut up. And then there are other people spoiling. And then I, then I have to put, like, another comment saying, hey, guys, can you please not spoil? I really don't want to hear any spoilers. And then somebody just comments on me with a spoiler. Like, you can't win with these people, man. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's like, that happened with My Hero recently, too, about a, a death that happened a few episodes ago. Or yeah. was supposed to happen. I don't know if it happened on screen. I can't exactly remember. But, um, yeah, people just... 
I like to watch the world burn, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand them. Like, even it's not just fans. It's also, like, kind of companies, like, the anime anime movies who are, that are kind of canon, but not really. Like, One Piece Film Red, I don't want you to watch that movie because it spoils. There's a scene at the end that spoils stuff in the future. And, you know, with, with One Piece being my favorite um, fictional story of all time. I decided to read the manga after Whole Cake Island, and then after that, I I felt more satisfied because like, oh boy, people sure like to spoil Instagram about One Piece. Anime fans are not safe. Like they, they are not. Like mm-hmm. for real, it's just annoying. And with My Hero too, I kind of decided to read the manga because I didn't want to get spoiled. And also, mm-hmm. I was also impatient. I'm glad I read both My Hero and One Piece because I just keep seeing spoilers freaking everywhere. Yeah, so. no. The only uh, the only manga that I've ever read was Attack on Titan and My Hero, like, completely to the finish because mm-hmm. of spoilers. Like, I want to read more of it in the future, but, you know, being busy and everything, those are the only yeah. two that I've finished at this point. Well, I haven't even finished my hero. Like I'm, I'm a little bit behind, but I'm still farther than the show at this point. Mm-hmm. I believe in you. You can catch up. <laughs> I definitely well, can. Like I read over a hundred chapters of my hero in less than two days once. Oh, nice! You get a clap. <laughs> you get a clap for me, guys. I mean, clap for me, Emily. <laughs> Thank Good you. Good job. No problem. See, I yeah. can I can binge when I want to, but like when it comes to shows, like I'll never beat Dennis when it comes to a show binge. Oh, oh no, Dennis! <laughs> Dennis is his, is at his own league. Like he is infinity, like at infinite level. You are third because I'm second. Because Dennis, <laughs> he binged all of One Piece, like up to date on the anime, in two weeks. Two was weeks. it two weeks? I thought it was a little bit more than that. I think it was. Two I'm not weeks. exactly sure. I'll ask him when he gets back, but I just know it was really impressive because I'm barely at the halfway point, and it's took me almost a whole year to get here. Mm, to be fair, and you're I mean, also watching other anime, so yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I yeah, I know, I know how how that's like. Cause like with One Piece, like after I've been like all of One Piece, right? I caught up to it, and then I was like, I don't think I can like do the same thing like that I do with One Piece ever again. Cause like you know, it's like it's kind of like hard to when you're always busy, you know. Mm-hmm. I think I guess like I understand why some people don't get into, go and get into One Piece, but then like you have people like my friend who just watch really bad slice of life comedies and like he always complains about them like he he just complains just just like to get like um like he just wants attention sometimes i don't want to put my friend on the spot but like he kind of just does that to just get our attention so we can agree with him all that kind of stuff but then i'm thinking to myself dude i think you'd like one piece because like you you want action <laughs> you want good characters just just read or watch one piece for god's sakes like we like me and you have like the same favorite taste in anime because he got me into full malachmist brotherhood and he basically likes those kinds of characters and i'm thinking to myself one piece has that but you don't try it out <laughs> he he literally watches three episodes right three episodes of one piece and thinks he knows the whole damn show i remember i texted you about this but yeah i think you did but i did um... yeah I don't know. I was kind of the same way. I was really hesitant to start it because it's like, oh, you know, common, typical shonen. 
and uh, don't get me wrong like there are a lot of great like really emotional scenes in one piece but the majority of it is like punch fight you know standard shonen plot things although it is revolutionary for shonen because it's been going on for so long yeah i mean there's a reason why it's been going on so long because i don't know to me and like why One Piece is like I mean, this is a Hunter X Hunter podcast for God's sakes. <laughs> Actually, no, this is this is a Shonen podcast. We can talk about this. <laughs> why Why I love One Piece a lot is that when I when I grew up and watching Dragon Ball, right? I love the show a lot. I love the characters and I love the main MC Goku. He's a great character, and despite what other people say, he is a good father and he is he is a good person. He's not he's not perfect, but he's a good person. But anyways, yeah, I, I loved watching Dragon Ball. And when I finished watching, like, all of Dragon Ball, before, like, around, I don't know, like, this was, like, way back in, like, 2006? No, 2014, I guess. That's, like, when I was, like, watching One Piece and I was, like, having a blast. Like, my friend was, I, I think, like, I saw, like, a recommendation. Like, it, it was, like, on a website, it was saying, like, if you like Dragon Ball, you like One Piece. And I was, like, okay, I'll be the judge of that. And then I watched it, and then I was, like, Oh my god, I love this series. I just like how every character has their own fleshed out motives for why they want to why they want to achieve their dream and why they stick together as a family. Like it's just sweet seeing them interact with their clashing personalities. I, I it's like I love the world building a lot and I love like the whole real life system that One Piece has, like with Marines and pirates and how it mirrors like police and like criminals and all that kind of stuff like it is not afraid to be dark with genocide or corrupt systems i just love one piece for that in this in its zaniness it is very grounded <laughs> like it, it's fantasy but it's also realism at the same time you know that's yeah that's what i love about one piece and like i love how it's able to keep like a fun tone while like balancing out with like a really dark tone like i just mm-hmm. like that I, it's not jarring at all i just like those kinds of series that i able to balance out with those tones I guess that's why I love Hunter x Hunter and, and Full Alchemist Brotherhood a lot, too. So. Wow, no more Greed Island slander? What have I returned to? <laughs> this is a Shonen podcast, buddy. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be mad at us for, like, like getting off topic. And, but, <laughs> you, know, but you're... you know, I was I was going to come back here and, uh, and remind you all of probably the best moment that uh, a lot of people forget. And that is uh, the reinstallment of a Hunter exam within... The arc. Yeah, that was cool. I liked how Kiloa said that. Oh, it took me longer to get back into Greed Island than complete <laughs> the exam, and I'm like, what a fucking flex! <laughs> I just Kilo- enjoyed that he took out everyone on the first stage. Yeah, yeah Kilo is a flex. He's just he's so edgy. He's such a beast. <laughs> imagine, imagine being a criminal and then. Getting beat up by a little kid with yo-yos. To be fair, that that to be fair, that said kid is like, belongs to a family of elite assassins. So uh, let's let's not get distracted that you got beat up by yo-yos. <laughs> Yo, electric. He was shocked by yo-yos, but yeah, it's kind of sad. He got beat up by yo-yos. See, I'd quit after that. I'd I if I was a criminal and I got beat up by yo-yos, I'd I'd start working delivery. I'd do I I'd, I'd go to Pizza Hut. <laughs> and uh i I'd, I'd quit that life you know maybe maybe in the five years i'll be a pizza hut manager and i'll be like man those those yo-yos really uh, turned me around 
<laughs> no, but like, like with um. Oh, I feel like we forgot to talk about. We forgot to talk about a lot of stuff. And also, Dennis, you'll, don't worry. You'll get to talk about the Zoldix versus Corolla soon when we're done with this arc because it's not it's not a very long arc. So we'll get to talk about our thoughts on um. Uh, the rest of our thoughts on York New City, because I promised we'd get to that. So I just wanted to say, we forgot about a very interesting scene with, like, Kilo and Gon versus the Scissor Assassin. Not Assassin, the, the yeah. Benalt? Benalt, yes. The killer, yes. Like, there was an interesting scene where, like, Gon was saying, thank you, sir, for training us. And Biscuit was had a very good observation about how Gon was just very happy and positive about like the killer just training them. He had no malice. He didn't like he didn't like criticize the killer for like saying like he didn't say like you kill people, you're a bad guy. But he but like because he helped Gon, Gon saw him as like a hopeful, nice guy. And that's very concerning and says a lot about what, what happened in the future. There's another mm-hmm. scene in York yeah. There's another scene in York New Two where um I cannot remember that guy's name, like the collector, the guy who helped them with the collecting stuff. Uh, Dennis, help me here. Uh, he had interesting eyebrows. <laughs> he he and he he and Leorio got along well. They got drunk together. Oh, archaeologist guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah, his he. Name? Huh? Are, do you want to know his name? Yes, please. Uh, uh, may the uh, may the Google Lords present me <laughs> with knowledge. Knowledge. Uh, man, uh, I can't find him. I guess he's that irrelevant. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he got. Oh yeah, remember how he got bodied by Kilua? <laughs> Yeah, that was great. That was are we wait? Oh, are yeah. we going back to? Uh, are we already back on uh, York New? Yeah, no, no, no. I was just gonna say like this. Like Biscuit's observation of Gone reminds me of the archaeologist's like observation of Gone when Gone when he was just saying like how Gone basically trusted him because he had information that would help him out. Like he didn't know if he was like shady at all. Like it was just something. It's just like one of those scenes like where Gone. He doesn't matter. It does, okay, he criticized the fan of Troop, and I'm glad he did. But sometimes he's a bit lenient. Like when, like, when it comes to, like, if the person helps him out, he doesn't care, like, who you are. As long as you help him out, like, you're fine. You're a cool guy to him. And that's very concerning. <laughs> so I well, just think that's I, what happens when your dad just leaves on an adventure. No, but, yeah, and... but we'll talk about more of that stuff in the Chimera. And I'm just saying, like, I just like how this, like, I just love how Tagashi foreshadowed this. With Biscuit and the archaeologist guy, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what else happened in this arc? Can we talk more about dodgeball, please? Yes, the greatest dodgeball game of all time <laughs> happened in a show that has nothing to do with dodgeball, with one of the coolest characters presented, Razor, and his shoes. His shoes are amazing. <laughs> you ask me, those shoes smell like I want those shoes. Like I saw those shoes and I was like, man. Razor got some nice shoes. Screw um, Air Jordans. I want Razor's shoes. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what those are. <laughs> okay. What are they based off? I, I, you know, like it's I, it's, it's, it's like 
it's like a weird name who the hell puts jordans like for the name of shoes like what the hell like that's so lame exactly now is what i find interesting about this is that sure he like actually yes he looks very intimidating but he intimidated the phantom troop away to the point where they wanted to, they decided to go into the game uh legitimately because they were so intimidated by his <laughs> raw power what a and fucking I just, flex and i think like based on like everything we've seen and everything that comes up in the future where we find out there more about their abilities it just shows how crazy this guy is well hisuka wasn't that scared of him <laughs> Well, because Hisuka wasn't going to have a straight-up fight with him. He was going to have a dodgeball game with him. That's, that's true. That was almost a straight-up fight, though. He could have gotten killed. That's well, I mean, yeah, that's true, too. But I, I just really love the dodgeball scene. Like, it's so... You know, despite having a very great power system, you don't really see fights that much in Hunter x Hunter. Like, there are... Squ- like, there are, don't get me wrong. There are fights. There are great fights. But, like, it's not really known for the fights. It's known just for character interactions and themes and like um i really love this i really love the dodgeball scene like how it's like treated as like this final fight in like a in like a very shonen way like it is just ridiculous like the scene which i will let dennis gush about (laughs) when like um oh but before we talk about that we have to talk about the scene like where kilowup like gets his hands really really fucked up like it turns purple in the anime it looks really bad and um there's another interest like a really interesting gone scene like where he was like saying he's a killer you have to keep doing this and like it's a very interesting way to show that gone is a bit selfish in a way and it matches with his men type but i do appreciate how he does apologize to uh, kilua about like forcing him to do it again but it, it it's really good it's like a good showcase of like what kind of character gone is really so yeah uh, I'd like to imagine that the dodgeball game from Spy Family was inspired by this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was thinking more Dragon Ball for Spy Family, but yeah, I can pick up on that. <laughs> I mean, for me at least, it's the only other anime where I've seen a dodgeball tournament happen. So that kind of—that's why it reminded me of that. That's true. I just love when cartoons or anime just straight up make dodgeball a death match. That's my favorite. <laughs> It's like, there's always something silly, like whether it's a cooking contest or if it's a sports event, it's like yeah, it's in, in, in Black Butler when they have the curry competition. They even have the cooking competition in Hunter Hunter as well. It's just, it's so funny to have those moments that are like a refresher. Yeah, that's what, that's what I really like about Hunter x Hunter. Like it can, it can go from really dark to just pretty relaxed. Excuse me. I mean, personally, I feel like and I personally, I feel like Hunter. I mean, One Piece does it a bit better, but Hunter. It's not like I'm not discrediting Hunter. It's Hunter for this. It does a great job too, and like, yeah, it's not jarring. But to talk about more of the the dodgeball scene, I really that poor guy, like the one of the guys who who got the kids into like the whole thing. He gets his back messed, like fucked up hard by like the dodgeball, bro, and he's literally having like bandages all over his stomach. I felt bad for him. I, they all got pretty beat up in that tournament. That was rough. Yeah. It, 
like it just shows that Razor is actually a monster. And I, he's like one of those types of characters where I, I hate when he opens his eyes because he looks a lot creepier. Like you know what I'm talking about? Like mm-hmm. like I'm thinking of like characters like Majin Buu. Like whenever they open their eyes, they look way more threatening and scary. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm just like, close your freaking eyes, man! <laughs> Come on, you're already timbing enough. But, when yeah. Flint Lockwood's dad opens his eyes and Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that that was yeah one of my favorite scenes in that movie. <laughs> that that was really funny. Yeah, but yeah, dodgeball, awesome. And Dennis, you can talk about Hezuka's great moment in oh, dodgeball. The Hezuka's great moment is when he decided to support uh, Gon's uh, pursuit of the perfect victory, and went as far as to breaking his fingers to achieve that. And you know. With his insane ability, that has both a property, a properties of rubber <laughs> and gum, you know, yeah. I, it's such a sacred ability that I just can't, you know, say the name. It's just I am not worthy. But, <laughs> but oh my gosh, awesome ability. He was the able to, is real. He was able able to um, deflect the ball and then stick it to Razor's hands, and I just think it was such a such a good moment that really just wrapped. It's you know you know you know when you like you know the, the gift is already wrapped for Christmas and then you just put the little bow <laughs> oh on top gosh. and that's what that was it was oh just the perfect Christmas touch sentence. to end it all off. But- I don't know Hisuka at that point is like already used to like doing whatever it takes to get victory like you know in Heaven's Arena like he literally lost his arm or at least appeared to do so during that fight just so he could have his victory like he is the type of person where it's like although his morals are shady you know he's going to be the one to get the job done because he does not like losing yeah he was such a cocky little bitch in heaven's arena and i love him so (laughs) much for it like when he just like he was just like hey bro cut off my arm i dare you and then (laughs) i know i I love that scene so much i love that scene so much and then like disrespectfully he literally has one of his arms just punch castro just like to humiliate him even more and just like kill him with cards like that's that's such a disrespectful death but like you know that's that's anime but yeah uh, dennis you're right i mean you're you're he's a simp to the max but i agree that he's a like but like the oh fuck in the dub like a funner extender i know i'm like you don't like dubs but but like the way he's a like the way he's says like bungee gum contains the properties of both rubber and gum like the the, the dub actor He's amazing. Like, he gets Hizuka's personality to, like, the teeth. And, like, it kind of scares me how well he does it. Because, like, whenever I hear his voice in other anime, I'm just thinking to myself, I kind of hear Hizuka, and that kind of scares me. <laughs> but, yeah, I love Hizuka's line. It's memeable to hell and back, but for damn good reason. So, yeah. You know, now I think uh, we need to, ta- uh, uh, to you know, reverse back a little bit, talk about your canoe and... Um... A certain fight that happened there that also had me very excited. Sure. Uh, you know, I don't think we really mentioned. Oh, I think we glanced over the Zoltic fight last time. Did we? No. You okay? Here's the thing that happened. Like I was letting you talk for a little bit because I had to talk to my mom for a quick second. And I'm sorry I had to like cancel you out on that one, but like I couldn't. I can't leave you guys alone because I am the host. So you you talked a good you you talked a good you had a good analysis on the whole fight and I agree with your points on like what what makes that fight really cool because it's really great, 
And um, yeah, you can talk about the rest of it, like uh, how uh, Silva and his uh, and Zeno were a great du duo against like Corolla. You can talk the rest. Of, you can talk more about that. Scene. Was if I uh, I just really enjoyed how cutthroat that fight was, where there was no like, oh, and I and I know what move you're gonna do next, and there's gonna be move callouts, and but it was no, it was just strict fight analysis, and it was just you know, uh, going all out, and it was it was fun. It was, it was a great fight, and um, I don't know. I just don't even know. It's just, I think, the, like, the lack of music initially, too. Uh, I think it just made it kind of beautiful, kind of like exactly like the arena art fight with Gonen, uh, Gonen Hisoka. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I agree, because, like, they're they're assassins like for the for like for the like they're assassins like first and front and center really like it's business as usual for them like they're not gonna have personal manners like for in their line of work when they're doing their job so what that and like to add on to like that it's just so interesting like as soon as like they get a call like their employers are dead they're like okay let's bounce we, we don't need this yeah. bye like they like they're not heroes. Like they're they're just doing it for like the money, you know, and because they have a job to do. Yeah. Um. And I guess that also reminds me that um, the greatest uh fight that um didn't happen in the arc uh that was setting up, you know, Hisoka tried so hard only to fail in the end, and I found that so unfortunate. Oh my gosh! In the manga, it is so good. Like, I can gush about that fight. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I really wish that everyone else could have seen that get animated. Well, you yeah. know what? We're going to have to wait a long-ass time for fucking Madhouse to do that. <laughs> oh, wait. I forgot. They don't do season twos for anime. Ha, ha, ha. Fuck off. <laughs> well, yeah. And also, it's, like, past that point in the show now. So for them to go back and have that fight is kind of counterintuitive. Maybe they could... They could work a way around it and find a way to put it in the show, but I think at this point it's progressed past Hisoka and Corolla and moved on to Karapika. At least an OVA, man. Like, I, like, I've heard people gush so much about that fight, and I'm just thinking to myself, I don't feel like reading it. I like it when the anime explains it instead of just reading text by text and, like, trying to follow the action. Like, I, I, that's just me. That's, like, a me thing, really. I mean, that's, like, uh, we can talk about this another time, but like the reason with like Hunter X Hunter, I tried reading the manga, and the manga was really good. But like when they got your uh, hates to read, guys. No, <laughs> no, that's really that's really not that's really not the thing, honestly. Like if I'm just being serious for a sec, like I don't hate the I don't hate the text. I just like it when it's balanced out with the pictures because pictures matter. Like you can clown on me about like that, say like, oh, kid. No, I'm, I'm like saying like I just like the balance between pictures and words. Because it helps elevate the scenes in a manga. Like, for example, like, scenes in My Hero are really helped with, like, the text. Scenes in One Piece are really helped with the text and images. Like, when we're explaining locations of islands with the text, like, I find that so useful. But, like, when I'm reading Hunter x Hunter, like, the manga, I feel like there's just too many, like, like sometimes insignificant texts. And then, like, there's no pictures to, like, elevate, like, those texts. Like, I don't know, that's... That's like a thing that happens, but I'm happy. I've heard from other people that Tagashi has has done like a better job with the balancing of that kind of stuff, and that makes me happy. And I'll one day go back to reading the manga because once again, I I I worry for Tagashi's health. But my friend 
says like he's been getting help from his friend with the art and that makes me happy so yeah i we all love tagashi and we want we want him to feel good so yes i think i have to disagree with you a little bit at least for this particular volume of the manga because i read the beginning i read like after like after um um like after the chimera and saga no, that scene, that that volume to me was very picture based because it wanted you to get the like aura of their fight. I like, I don't think that there was a lot of superficial text in that volume, personally. Mm. Well, I haven't gotten to the part where Hizuka fights uh, Crollo. I'm just now speaking uh, of, spoiler uh, manga cats. Um, oh, uh, oh, yeah, we're really excited. I understand, but I think I think this conversation has tracked on too far into the foreseeable future for it to uh, have relevance to what we were planning to talk about today anyway. Well, um, you want to talk about Ganthru's fight with Goen? It was a beautiful fight. <laughs> it was cool. I liked it. No, no, no I'm not. Okay, I, I, I didn't mean the clowny there. I, I actually do generally love the fight. It's I don't, okay, love, that's a strong word. I really enjoyed the fight. I enjoyed, I enjoyed the how, um, self-sacrificing Gon was as usual and I enjoyed how he just you know crushed him with a rock in the end uh, (laughs) fucking psychopath decides to blow his freaking arms off and I'm just yeesh like even Genthru and like a psychotic sadistic bastard like Genthru was saying like this kid's insane like Gon he's not like other kids so yeah (laughs) yeah um but I think this is a good time to close out and uh wait 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 we have to talk about your favorite nen abilities you know it's the end of the year we gotta talk about our favorite nens and like what nen type we are for personality uh i don't know what my nen type for personality is all i know is that i want bisky's ability because i can be so much more <laughs> or procrastinate me... a lot more i know uh, your nen ability i know what your nen ability type would be it's based on personality and i know yeah. you very well uh-huh. You you definitely would be. Drum roll, please. A transmuter. <laughs> like it's between a transmuter and a manipulator. Okay. Wait, no, no, sorry, sorry, not a manipulator. That's that's not a good one. Transmuter and there's one where it describes like the person as like a weirdo and uh <laughs> oh wait no sorry that's trans yeah that's transmuter you're a transmuter uh kill is a transmuter right yes like yeah here's a description for a transmuter they are whimsical and they are prone to deceit transmutation users have unique attitudes and many are regarded as weirdos or tricksters Often they put forth a facade while hiding the truer aspects of their personalities. Even when they don't hide their personalities, they rarely reveal their true intentions. Many transmuters rely on techniques that give unique and unpredictable properties to their men that reflects their personalities. I mean, uh, the only the only um, one that really does uh, that uh, offends me uh, that I have to associate myself with is uh, Ligorio, who's also trans. <laughs> everyone else in that category. I feel like they're great. He's an emitter. No, it's I. That's not what the hunt. Uh, that's not what the uh, the the wiki page says. No. I think the wiki is wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. I literally checked like what who are the transmuters who are the emitters. Like, he's an emitter. Okay. Yeah, it looks like you're wrong, idiot. 
Okay, well, I know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which, which Nensip am I actually? I want to hear from you or Nemo. Uh, uh, let me. I think you're an enhancer. Really? Yeah. Interesting. They're. Mm, I thought you would say an emitter just to spite me, but. No, no, you're 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 uh. If if we're talking personalities wise, I I, I think I, I have to go enhancer. I am determined and simple. I actually, well, like in the sense yeah. like I I, I don't want. Not in that way. Not in that way. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's okay, Emily. I'm used to him being a donkey, an ass, a freaking tool. No, but like in the sense, like words, I, don't really, I don't really, I don't really, like, <laughs> I don't really like, I don't really want anything in life. Just like the simple thing. So I would say I'm simple in that sense, not in the dumbest sense, but like, you know, don't want that much from life. Just want simple things. That's how I just would describe myself. But yeah, I mean, I mostly would describe myself as pretty much an emitter. Mostly, actually, I can see myself like that. Emily, you would definitely be. For the sake of everything, I think you'd be a manipulator. Ding, ding, ding. You guessed it. Oh, yeah. I actually took a go. test like two years ago. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I took the test a couple years ago to make sure that that was my type. And it is because uh, I actually had a friend that was watching the show around the same time as me. And we uh, got some fan art drawn by one of my artist friends. Uh, with our Nen types being displayed in the drawing. And so since mine was a manipulator, I designed my character to be uh, one that had like threads, like invisible threads coming out of her hands to sort of like be, be a puppet master. Yeah, that was that was a really fun drawing. That's cool. Oh, but Emily, which Nen type do you see me as? Hmm... I'm going to be honest, it's been a while since I reviewed the types, so I'm probably going to agree with Dennis because he has known you for longer. No, but, like, we're going to shit on each other, so of course, <laughs> of course, like, we're going to, like, pick, like, the worst types. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think it's the worst type. I think they all have their strong suits. Like, I don't think that there really is, like, a quote-unquote worst type. Yeah. No, like, the... In that sense like they're like the negative stuff because like i like how he's like his theory with like with like a uh, personality take like the worst parts of a person and then you're just like oh this is their personality so here's here's their negative personality so it works for like the nen type i mean the only only nen type that's like positive is pretty much uh manipulator because like they they want to keep their family's loved ones safe really and i can see myself with that actually I mean, I love my family. I am a family guy. Non-cartoon sense. Shut, shut up, <laughs> chat. Shut up, chat. Uh, yeah, so... I don't know. I, you know what? I'll, I'll take either enhancer or an emit or an emitter. If I was thinking of my powers as, like, an enhancer, I would probably think of... Hmm, actually, what was enhancer? Enhancer. Let, wait, let me just... I, I'm being fast here. I'm trying to be fast. Enhancer... <laughs> Cause I want, I want Emily. You already have your Nen type as an enhancer. I want that too. Um, I guess something relating to fists. I hope something cool. Oh wait, don't they? I forgot what. Okay, I know an enhancer like draws out energy, like how Gon 
and Netero. Actually, I can't spoil Netero. That's it. Like Gon and Netero. I mean, Gon and uh, 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 blah, 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 blah. what was that guy's name? Uh, what was his name from York New? <laughs> I can't believe I forgot his name. Uh, uh Uvogin, Uvogin, fuck. He he basically has the punchy punchy type, so yeah, there's that. So I guess mm-hmm. I can I can take something like that. I guess like a fiery punches or something like that, except that I'd have a bit more range. I don't know, it's hard to describe it. And uh I guess with an emitter basically with an emitter is it kill an emitter? No, no he's not actually wait. Transmitter. Yeah, my bad. Um, I know with a meter. Yeah, I'm really like... happy with well, my transmitter fam out in here. <laughs> I want to know it. You know, if I ever get fan art of like my men type, I'll take either trans. I'll take either emitter or um enhancer. We don't move towards emitter more. But I'll take emitter and I'll take any fan arts that people throw my way. So yeah, and Dennis, you'll be fine as. What did I give you? I forgot. How did I just forget? You Don't tell me. It's a transmitter. So I'm a transmitter. Yeah, you're a transmitter. <laughs> you, you little weirdo. Yeah, you're a transmitter. Yeah. Uh, uh, who else is a weirdo? Oh, yeah. Uh, Kilua, Bisky, uh, Machi. <laughs> I'm going to search the list of, of emitters that I can list our great characters. Yeah, Lee Wario. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, that guy. Um, what was that guy's name from the freaking Hunter exam? He, um, with the arrows. He has the arrows that we saw in, like, Chimera's. Oh! But you know who else is in Mitter? Crollo, Feton, Maki, Machi. I thought Crollo was a special type. Uh, Crollo is definitely a special type. Oh, I guess so. And Phaeton's a trans, uh, transmuter. Phaeton's a transmuter. I think that if you check the wikis, you'll find that a lot of it is unreliable. Man, it uh, really is unreliable. But Phaeton is a transmuter. Oh, oh wait, but Silva is a tran- is an emitter. So uh, is Zeno. So is Meruem. So is well, actually, uh, he's a transmuter and emitter. Uh, he's a well. Mech. I mean, well, we get and his, his his primary is transmutation, according to the Hunter Association official issue Hunter's Guide. Nerd. Um. Also, freaking Franklin from the uh, from the fan. I'll give you Franklin. <laughs> Franklin's cool. I don't know what your hate is. Like, we didn't get to see him do that much, but he is cool. Like in the sense, like I like his design. He's there. <laughs> You know what? You don't have to be a big personality like Uvo to be a character, okay? I'm not an Uvo fan. I'm more of a Shalnark guy, but, you know. You would be a Shalnark guy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, get fucking owned, Dennis. He's fun, though. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I know, I know. I know, I know. I I just like giving that. Oh, also also Melody is is an emitter. That's cool. I love Melody. (laughs) Yeah, me too. Melly's a great character. Her design, I thought, was a bit weird at first, but it works. It really does. Yeah, I think that they just did that to display her personality. Yeah, I think that was actually a good move, not to make her look like the stereotypical shonen, like, female body, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. 
more moved by Tagashi. So yeah. yeah, it's not it's not about the body; it's about the personality. So yeah, yeah. but yeah, this Greed Island was a cool arc, honestly. And thank you, Emily and Dennis, for joining me today on this journey. And next Watch time it. we will discuss the actual best arc of the anime. Um, <laughs> the Chimera ants. We got some ants in these got hills some ants in my pocket. Got my aunt, I got some ants in my pants. Yes. So yeah. yeah. So yeah. Happy holidays, guys. Hope you have a good new year too. And Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah and all and all that kind of stuff. Merry Christmas. And all happy ho, ho. Sorry, Dennis. <laughs> you, sorry, Dennis. You can finish. Merry crisis. <laughs> happy Chrysler. Happy Chrysler. Bye-bye. And, and a ho 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 to everyone. All the boys and girls. Have a happy holidays, everybody. Love y'all. Peace. Peace.